Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast and class today are dedicated for the Fuash of the Mav Meir Ben Adelia and Chanavat Rachel, sponsored anonymously. Breakfast is also dedicated in loving memory of Haimi Gindi, Lilui Nishmat, Haim Ben Victoria Gindi, who would have celebrated his 100th birthday today, sponsored by his son, David Gindi. Tehen Nishmatam Tzurura, Bitzuror HaChaim. Rabotai, Baruch Atah Adonai, Lenin Melech HaOlam Sheh HaKon Hiyad Barok. Our parasha tells us an amazing idea. The parasha begins and tells us that when a person is, uh, um, it teaches us a great idea through, through, the, pro, through the story of Yaakov Avinu. The, Esav offers Yaakov at the end of this week's parasha, he tells him, look, okay, look, now we made up, we kissed and we made up, we hugged and we made up, no one, no one wants to kill anybody. Great, let's, let's travel together. Let's uh, get a timeshare together, you know. We're going to start an apartment building, you and I with all the kids. Fantastic, right? Yaakov Avinu says, Mechila, you know, I can't, really, I can't really put you guys on horses, you're warriors. I have little kids, I have sheep. You push them for one day and chalas, you lost the, the whole flock. So I can't travel at your speed. I need to travel at my speed, and you know, at the uh, at, a, at a rate which is comfortable for the kids and for the and for the sheep of everything. So he says, "You go on ahead. I'll catch up to you later." How many times have you ditched someone with those words, right? No, no, go. I'll see you downstairs. Uh, I'm, I'll meet you at the bar. I got you. Don't worry. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I'll see you at the restaurant. Chalas, you're not going nowhere. You're going to sleep. Okay. So unfortunately, Yaakov pulls a fast one over Esav, and he ditches Esav, and he doesn't want to travel with him. Now, why doesn't he want to travel with him? Why, what's, the, what's the reason why? He, uh, he does, it sounds amazing. You know, if you ever had a security detail that was better than Esav and his 400 warriors, I don't know what it is. Vikings would run from them, right? You understand? So it sounds like a great plan. Yaakov is traveling, just him and a bunch of his children. Who would not want to have that kind of a, you know, a military procession? I remember once I, when I was, uh, my wife was due to give birth, as I'm driving through the, the streets of Manhattan, we, she, we, gave, uh, we had the baby in Mount Sinai, so uh, there's a cop car sitting on the side of the road. So I thought this would be a great opportunity. I rolled down my window, I'm like, my wife's giving birth, could you give us an escort? Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the dip, because I was flying 100 miles an hour. Now I'm driving behind the guy at 27 miles an hour with his lights on. Hazaku Baruch. Empty streets in the middle of the night. It took me longer to get there with the police escort, okay? So Yaakov Avinu, just like me, you don't want the police escort. Chalas, he says, you travel on ahead. Why doesn't he want it? The answer is, expressed very succinctly in the words of, uh, of, of Pirkei Avot, it says, Oy l'rasha, oy l'shecheno. Woe is to the evil person. Woe is to, his, to the neighbor of the, evil, of the evil person. Okay? The idea is that a person is always, uh, ex- they always, through their exposure, they, they uh, are influenced by the people that are around them. So one of the great sayings goes, tell me what you've done, I'll tell you who your friends are. Yeah, if a person surrounds himself with people who are, you know, Relax, they don't do anything, they don't work, everyone's unemployed, you're going to be unemployed too. Right? If you, you've tr- you surround yourself with people that are hungry, that want to make an impact, that want to make, you know, want to do great things, you're also, you're in that mindset. And by the way, it's true in uh, Gashmiyut, and it's true in Ruchaniyut also. If you're, if, you're a, if you're a smoker, and you hang out with a group of smokers, it's almost impossible to quit. 
If you're a smoker and you go and hang out with people who never take a cigarette, and every time you want to take a cigarette, you need to take the elevator down 13 floors, go stand outside in the designated smoker's area. Chalas, you're giving up smoking because it's more of a pain than the relaxant that it used to be. Okay? So we know the power of the siviva, of a person's environment, is incredibly uh, uh, influential on the deeds that he'll do. They tell an amazing story about a, a young man and his, and his new wife. They're you know, moving to their new town and they have a donkey and the, the chatan is riding on the donkey and his wife is walking next to them. As he's walking, he hears somebody say, shoot this guy. Look at him, riding like a king on his donkey. Hazita, his wife, walking behind. What kind of respect does this guy have for his wife? What, an, what kind of thing is this? Anyway, the guy, as he's riding now, he feels like a dib. So he gets off the donkey, puts his wife on the donkey, carries on. Two minutes later, they pass a couple old guys. The old guys look and they say, <laughs> look at this moron. His wife's on the donkey. He's walking behind the donkey. This is how his marriage is going to be. You know, she's always going to be taking advantage of him. This guy. The guy feels like, you know what, he goes, they're right. He goes, you know what, he says, he takes his wife off the donkey. You know, and the, both of them are walking now. As they're both walking, you know, people stand by and say, look at this moron. He has a donkey over here walking, and he's, him and his wife are walking behind it. He says, you know what, him and his wife get on the donkey. Anyway, as they're walking, they pass by some guy from Peter. The guy's like, cruelty to the animal. What kind of thing is this? They're like, you know, until fi finally, yeah, the guy decides the only option he has left is him and his wife are walking, and the two of them are holding the donkey, right? As they walk past the last group of people, the bears look, shoof, three hamorim. <laughs> you know, three donkeys you got over here, right? The guy, you can't win. But unfortunately, it is human nature to always be influenced by the things that people say. And the problem is that if you're paying attention to other people's compasses, you're never going to be heading in any direction, never mind even in the wrong direction. You'll be, uh, you know, shot, shot from one corner, super left to super right to middle to, you know, you, there's, no, uh, there's no ability to be able to set and chart your own course. So Yaakov Avinu tells Esav, thank you very much, you know, we have to be very, very careful. The word for a friend is chaver in Hebrew. And that root, the root of that word comes from the word chibur, to be connected to somebody. So imagine as an example, you meet someone on the street and the guy has a terrible body odor. You ever meet someone, he's talking to you and as he's talking to you, you're moving back. This is from before Corona, by the way. You wanted six feet from before Corona from this guy. He's smelling, he's got the, the breath, he's got the body odor. Right, you take, you're making, imagine someone took duct tape and, and strap the two of you together. Forget about it, right? But the nature of a chaver is that you are mechubah, you're connected to him. So think twice, not just about body odor, but also about how the person speaks. Are they swearing all the time? Are they cursing? That's going to have an effect on you. How, you know, what kind of marriage, what kind of children do they have? You know, are they going to have an impact on your wife, on your children, on the way you treat your wife? We can't help it as human beings, but be influenced. But Rabotai, that same influence that we have and that we're careful of for the negative also tells us that we can achieve tremendous things by improving and having friends and influences that are better than ourselves in our life. The Mishnah and Avot talks about being connected to a Sadiq, to a righteous person. And it says, Drink, eat with hunger their words, and drink with thirst, you know, their wisdom. And you should even stick to the dust of their feet. So even if a person feels that that person is way above their pay grade, even in such a case, a person should make the effort to connect with them. I read something unbelievable from Rav Shach. 
Rav Shach was once walking down the street with, his, with one of his students. And it was Shabbat. And he pointed out, he says, how come on this street, the street they were on, he said, there's no cars on Shabbat. And on the street over there, constantly, cars driving up, down, the whole time on Shabbat. What's going on? The boy said, the reason is because over here we're in B'nai Berak, religious area, Hayu Misubim B'nai Berak. And over there, right, Hayu Nohagim B'Ramat Gan. So they were leaning in, in B'nai Berak, but they were driving in Ramat Gan. The, the boy says, this street's in B'nai Berak. That street over there is already Ramat Gan. That's the less religious neighborhood. That's why there's no cars here and there's cars there. Rav Shach said, you're wrong. He said, why? He goes, how come you have a guy, you meet a guy, completely chiloni, completely non-religious, doesn't keep Shabbat, doesn't keep kosher, doesn't keep Tarat HaMishpacha family purity, doesn't keep the laws of a mezuzah, never puts on tefillin, never prays. This guy is a complete atheist. All these guys, doesn't do anything. And yet, yet, this same guy that doesn't believe in God, that won't do anything, suddenly it comes to Yom Kippur, and he's fasting, and he's in the shul. Why? If you don't keep any of those, why are you keeping this? And if you're keeping this, why don't you keep any of those? And Rav Shach said something unbelievable. He says, you want to know why they're in shul and they're fasting on Yom Kippur? He says, because we shake from Yom Kippur. We take Yom Kippur so seriously in the religious community that the impact that that has on the broader community is such that they also keep it. He says, you want to know why they're driving over there? He says, because we're not taking it seriously over here. We're neighbors. If we were taking Shabbat seriously enough over here, then they would care. I want to say a tremendous chidush. The Gemara says in one place that if Am Yisrael kept two Shabbats in a row, Mashiach would come. And then the Gemara in Yerushalmi actually says if they kept one Shabbat, Mashiach would come. Sounds like a machloket between the two Gemaras. I don't think so. I think what the Gemara is saying is, if we keep two Shabbats in a row, it doesn't mean all of Am Yisrael. All of Am Yisrael is not going to keep two Shabbats in a row. If we keep Shabbat, us, the shul, the religious people, if we keep a first Shabbat strong enough, then the second Shabbat already all the Jews will keep. And once all the Jews will keep it, then Mashiach will come. But in order to have one Shabbat where everyone keeps it, at least the, the stalwarts, we need to treat it the right way. Double down even harder. Decide that whatever we're doing on Shabbat, we're going to take it the next step. Ah, that's only a Chumrah, that's only this, that's only that, that's only the Spirit. We all know the answers. If a person takes it upon themselves to, to go above and beyond the letter of the law, at least the people around them will keep the law. But if we keep the law, then they go beneath the law. That's how it works. So the influence that we have is unbelievable. Rabotai, that is one of the great lessons that we take from Corona. You realize how much you could do to somebody else even if you just breathe on them. Even if you're just in the same room as them. Isn't that unbelievable? I can impact your health or your, your sickness just by being in the same room. Rabotai, such are matters of the Spirit. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Rabbi Hananya.